0: This is Leela Vis, and welcome to Key Ideas. Piano teaching doesn't come bundled with ready-made solutions, and because life doesn't come with an easy button. This podcast sheds light on the topics that usually hide in the shadows. So that's why I call it a shadow episode. Like most of my piano teacher friends, I believe I landed the job of my dreams. For over 30 years, I've explored the world of music with pianists of any age at pretty much any level. I've operated a thriving studio equipped with the latest tech tools that specializes in developing creativity on the page and beyond it. My passion led to a book called The iPad Piano Studio. A blog and store packed full of resources for innovative piano teachers came next. And recently, I landed a job as coordinator of the piano prep program at the University of Denver. With three grown children and careers in place, my husband and I had just settled into our Colorado empty nest and expected to live on cruise control with a few travel adventures to keep things interesting. On Thanksgiving Day, 2019, our family tripped over an unimaginable threshold and landed in an ocean of trauma and grief. Our middle son, Carter, was struck by a boat while snorkeling off the coast of Florida. All his limbs were severely injured, and he lost his right arm. Now we grapple with a new reality that was recently topped off by a pandemic of epic proportions. Since the accident, I've been attempting to reconcile my passion for teaching and my disappointment with what I expected from life. I realize that as humans, we are destined to fall in line toward a path of disappointment and sorrow. It's not a matter of if, but when. But I never imagined this path for our family. And yet, many in this beloved profession are along for a similar ride and deal with unexpected life struggles, yet cling to a passion that won't let them go. I've learned that I am not alone. So Key Ideas is not only a podcast for curious piano enthusiasts who enjoy playing the piano and find pleasure in pedagogy. Key Ideas is for teachers and musicians who adore their work and also may intimately know the deep pain of loss. See that self-care is essential to self-preservation. Dare to step outside the spotlight of perfection. And seek a community of like minded souls who find it hard to keep it together when life falls apart. If this episode connects with you almost too well, I'm sorry and welcome. I'm glad you're here. If this episode scares you, that's not my intention. I'm sorry and welcome. I'm glad you're here. Just like piano teaching, life doesn't come bundled with ready made solutions. Ever since our son's accident, the easy button has been out of reach. The threat of COVID shifted us to online lessons and its devious power keeps us in mass and behind sneeze guards when in person. The easy button we thought was just around the corner is definitely out of order. Wherever and however you are dealing with life right now, please know you are not alone. After my husband and I got the call about Carter's accident, the prefrontal cortex of our brains shut down. That's what I've learned from a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Trauma triggers the smoke alarm or the amygdala in our brains and hinders the typical processing of the frontal lobe. That's why when we are shaken by trauma or grief, we often say, I think I've lost my mind. It's actually true. Somehow, my husband Chuck had enough presence of mind to book red-eye flights to Florida from Colorado. There were few flights to reserve as it was Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, I couldn't figure out which family member to call first. So instead, I put away the rest of the laundry. It was the one thing I could focus on. My eventual phone calls to family members were interrupted by calls from St. Mary's Hospital in West Palm Beach, Florida. The doctors were encouraged by his stable condition, yet speculated whether Carter's legs could be saved. As I delivered the horrifically bad news to loved ones, I cried less and less and became numb. The trauma hijacked my emotions. As my good friend and producer Drew calls it, I became emotionally constipated. I emailed my piano student families the news and let them know that lessons were canceled until further notice and turned off the computer. I couldn't bear to read their stunned responses. Even if they meant well, I just couldn't deal with reactions from others. And then good friend Samantha Coates called on a whim. Sam was just checking in to see how my day was going. I hesitated and then answered. She had to hear the news at some point. To this day, I dub Sam as a first responder, one who didn't think twice, but jumped in and listened despite the awfulness of the situation. She patiently rode along with my roller coaster of emotions and insecurities over the months of Carter's hospitalization, never judging and always supportive. During the long nighttime flight to Florida, my husband and I sobbed and sighed a lot. We were thankful that it was dark and that the white noise hid our visible grief from other passengers. Both of us had the same earworm. It was from a choir song we had recently sung in church called, We Are Not Alone. When tears wouldn't come anymore like I wanted them to on the flight, I began journaling the events of the day just to make sure I was in the present and not in a nightmare. My thoughts went to how it would have been easier to have lost Carter. As horrible as that may sound, even when it comes to family members, our brains want easy. My journaling became more regular as we opened a CaringBridge site to share Carter's status. I wrote my first blog about three weeks after the accident at my site, Leelavis.com. By then, I couldn't keep my grief locked in or I would have imploded. Life didn't prepare me for November 28, 2019. I didn't know how to cope with the fact that our son may not survive the night. I didn't know how to live with the uncertainty if he would wake up with his legs. I didn't know the grief that comes with a son who has lost the arm that was his, that was ours for 26 years. I didn't know how to confront the fact that a son who just proudly purchased a digital piano will never play with both hands again. It turns out that writing became my preferred form of therapy. I felt compelled to share my thoughts and interact with fellow teachers, pianists, musicians, and parents like you who were willing to walk alongside my family on this murky, unwanted journey. My blog posts about life instead of teaching became essential to my mental well-being. I needed to be reassured that I was not alone. Many reassured me that I was not. Soon after the accident, a funk set in. I began doubting my relevance as a teacher and blogger, wondering what I have to offer, and even thinking that I may need to make a change in careers. Maybe a barista at Starbucks? It seemed to me that I was feeling sorry for myself because this accident had put a hold on my studio, my position at the University of Denver, and my church gig. It was Carter who was suffering, and yet it was so easy for me to become self-absorbed. Since then, I've come to learn that trauma racks your brain with self-doubt. Our youngest son Levi said, Mom, you're a pretty good piano teacher, so I think you should keep teaching. (laughs) His sweet advice helped me climb back out of the rabbit hole of doubt. Yes, I put my studio on hold and eventually returned to teaching. My church patiently waited for my return. However, it was clear to me that I had to give up my position at the University of Denver. As life would have it, and with the help of dear friend and colleague Chi Matthew Klein swooped in and took over the job. I'm eager to tell his story of serendipity, and we'll save it until Matthew joins me as a guest here at Key Ideas. As I look back over my therapeutic blog posts, I mentioned how important it was for me to connect with you, my friends. I anticipated seeing you at the MTNA conference, and then at the 88 Creative Keys workshop in the summer, and then COVID shut down those hopes. From the virtual hugs, emails, and comments shared over the past months, I've learned that sharing my vulnerability with you, even if it's not in person, brings me into good company. Apparently, and it's no surprise, others, like you, have been dealt major life blows. Most tend to keep it close, and I can't blame them. Facebook and Instagram beg for the highlight reels, not for a reality show. My reality show premiered on Thanksgiving Day and stars someone I've called the grief monster. That almost strangled me until I let it in. The official definition of grief is the response to loss. That's far too passive in my opinion. Instead, I define grief as a monster. And here's some of the ways I describe the beast. It comes out of nowhere. It hits you behind the knees and knocks you to the ground. Grief dissolves tissues into tiny, soggy pieces that stick to your face. Grief sucks all the air from your lungs so hard that it makes you involuntarily sigh in anguish. Grief drains tears bucket by bucket until the well dries. Grief consumes all waking hours and sneaks into every event on your calendar. Grief pokes its ugly head during brief moments of normality and drags you back to its dark dungeon. Grief hangs like a cloud around your head, think Schroeder, so everyone looks at you differently. Grief sets off unwanted alarms in the middle of the night and haunts your thoughts until you get out of bed. Grief drags you into unwanted conversations that you never wanted to have. Grief crumbles you into the arms of your spouse. Grief voids anyone's attempt To offer hope or inspiration. Grief amplifies the little things that bug you and ignites immediate anger. Grief zaps your energy and demands to be fed but dulls the flavor of food. Grief blunts emotions and keeps them under lock and key so that you appear to be strong and in control. Grief walks hand in hand with laughter as it consoles the soul when nothing else can. Grief comes when you least expect it and makes itself at home in your favorite chair, in your bed, and on your favorite pillow. Grief tethers you to a short leash that keeps you close to it at all times. The grief monster arrives like uninvited company that never leaves. Ever. The purpose and future of this podcast is twofold. Beyond sharing key ideas about teaching, it will dip into topics about life and grief and how music is an integral part of healing. And the podcast is a way for me and indirectly for my family to find meaning in this tragedy. It's a way to bear witness to what happens when boats are allowed to roam freely in the ocean near precious reefs and close to shore. It's my intention that my efforts here bring permanent change to the behavior of humans in our oceans. It's a stretch, and yet it's a start. Carter stated days after the accident, after the ventilator was removed, I can have more impact now than I did before the accident. This won't be the last time that I share my dark side. Where there is light, there are shadows. I'm compelled to expose the grief and trauma that lurk in the dark for what they are. Companions who walk with me and my family in the day and into the night. They have taken up permanent residence. It's my intention that these new residents cast a deeper hue on my world and shape my thinking, and yet never control it. I want the same for you. I hope that through these shadow episodes, you can walk alongside your own pain, kick it in the butt when you need to, and coddle it when it calls for you. Think of these shadow episodes as periodic reality checks as we forge ahead in our work and explore our passion for making music at the piano. Life isn't easy, and it isn't fair. Fair is where pigs win blue ribbons. Life is something we share together. I am not alone. You are not alone. We are not alone. With fires, hurricanes, and a pandemic smothering us in pain and doubt, I leave you with this quote from my past post about grace and dandelions. When we are at the end of our capacity to be a gorgeous flower bursting with color, When we shrink and collapse and then expand into a transparent version of ourselves, that's when we become real. Light can shine through us to those around us, even in the darkest hours. For an update on Carter's status, links to blogs, the book I mentioned, and a powerful video of the song We Are Not Alone by Pepper Joplin head to the show notes at lelavis.com slash key ideas. As always, see you in the trenches.